coming up on The Kim Gravel Show. I did a, a launch of a program and I made $30,000 in like a week. And that's a that's lot insane. of money. That's fantastic. Right. right. Yeah. In one week. And I remember being so proud of myself for figuring that out for about five minutes. And then the next thought was, I don't deserve this. This happened too fast. It's going to be taken away. Something bad is going to happen. This is the Kimberbell Show. Let's just go on and spill the tea. This is one of the realest persons I've ever met. My mission is to encourage every single woman. We're here to lift y'all up. There's no one more effective than moms. You mess with the bull, you gonna get the horns. I need coffee, I need Jesus, and I need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) If you can bring a smile to people's faces, why would you not? True confidence is knowing who you are and why you're here. Hey, y'all, it's Kim Gravel here, and this is The Kim Gravel Show. And in this season, we are going to be talking about how we're going to level up our lives because we all have a purpose and a plan. And uh, who knows? Maybe this episode will get you on the right track to living that plan out. Zach. Kim. Amazing show today. I'm so excited. I could excited. not be more excited. I've I know. just so love our guest that we have coming on the show today. I, well, I'm just going to say, I'm a little bit like fangirling. Are you? Yeah. 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 I'm a little bit fangirling. She's too, amazing. I have to say. I, I, this is going to be an episode that's going to turn your fangirling, <laughs> your fanboy. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> I had to think about it. Zach. No, I'm totally fangirling. Yeah. I, I tell you, I talked to, we, we're so like do this show so together for so long. And since Kim of King, Queens, when you are producing, I just think he's one of the yeah. girls. You're just one of the girls. Oh, yeah. No, I'm right in there. Like I'm, I'm in the hole with all the squirrels and the nuts and like, but I'm just like right behind. <laughs> no, like, you're not the squirrel. The you're the nuts. Or something. I don't know. You're the nuts. I'm the nuts. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, because you know what? In more ways than one. Here's the thing, because when it's you and Joe and Allison, like uh-huh. you just eat me alive. That's why I'm the nuts. Right. That's, That's right. it. I just, <laughs> just, just like, hang on for the ride. I'm but way out this, of my depth with all that. <laughs> well, no, you're not. You're growing and you're going. You're going and growing. No, but today's today's guest, Amy Porterfield, is amazing. So you guys just hang tight and you know, buckle up because this is gonna be a good one. All right. We'll be right back with Amy Porterfield right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Kim Gravel here. And I got a question for you. Are you ready to level up your life? Are you tired of having all the self-doubt? Well, if you are, I've got a confidence quiz you've got to take because no matter where you are in the journey of your life, right now is where you start to be everything you were meant to be. So head on over to KimGravel.com to find out how confident you really are. Let's go. All right, everybody. We have got a very, 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 very special guest. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'm a big fan. Zach, you're a big fan. Yes. A lot of people are a fan of this amazing woman, Amy Porterfield. She's an ex-corporate girl turned online marketing expert. She's a New York Times bestseller of her new book, Two Weeks Notice, woo woo, CEO of a multi-million dollar company. She used to be the director of content for Tony Robbins and her um, podcast, which I have like downloaded a million times of a million of the episodes, Online Marketing Made Easy, has over 5 million downloads. She empowers women across the country to take their futures into their own hands. 
I'm so excited. Well, Amy, welcome to the show. Amy Porterfield. Oh, that okay. is kind of sassy. I like it. New ringtone. I want to get that for my husband's phone every time I call him. <laughs> That's right. All right, Amy, I'm so glad to finally meet you. I feel like I know you through all of your social media. I have been reading Two Weeks Notice. It is so good. It's jam-packed with so many nuggets and tidbits, but also inspiration for all of us out here who are starting our own businesses or starting down this marketing content journey. Why did you write the book, first of all? Because this is your very first book, isn't it? My very first book, yes. And, you know, I wrote the book because I work with so many beginner entrepreneurs that are just mm -hmm. leaving their nine-to-five job, just starting their online businesses, and I know how that feels. No one teaches this yeah. stuff in school. And so they're clueless. They're looking around like, what do I do? How do I even know where to start? What's my first step? And I remember how hard it was in the beginning because I didn't have a guidebook. And I thought, I've been doing this 14 years. I know what it takes. I have the compassion for a first-time entrepreneur. I'm going to give them the guidebook so they don't make all the mistakes that I made in the beginning. So that is exactly why this book came about. First of all, you have created this amazing company for yourself. You've been at this how long? 14 years now. 14 years. 14 years. Um, what do you say to a person, Amy, who is a first-time entrepreneur out there wanting to start his or her own business? The first step. Okay, so the first step is if, let's say you're still in a nine-to-five job or you just left your job and you're starting something new. If you want to start your own business, you've got to get clear on your why. Now, in Come the book, now. I give you strategies and techniques and all the things you need, but we do have to start with the mindset. When I worked for Tony Robbins, he used to always say, 80% of entrepreneurship is your mindset. 20% is the mechanics. I've got the mechanics for you all day long. But if we don't get your mind on straight, when it gets hard, you're going to go back to that J-O-B. And so getting clear on your why. For me, my why was very selfish in the beginning, which I think is totally fine. I didn't want a boss. I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do it, <laughs> or right, how girl. to do it. I had... <laughs> Right? Yeah, you get yeah. it. And I, I hit that glass ceiling. I knew I could only go so far. And so I wanted freedom. And so that was the why. So on the days my worries knocked me down and I had every worry in the book, my why would pick me back up and kind of push me back out there. So get a compelling why. So is are you talking about why like um Amy, like a mission statement or a mantra of sorts or just or just for your company or just for you personally why you Great want to be question. an entrepreneur? For you personally, I love that question. For you personally, why do you want to leave behind a regular paycheck, benefits, uh, a steady income? Why is it a, why is it compelling to you that you're going to leave behind what is safe for something that is more risky? Why do you want it so bad? So you're saying entrepreneurship looks different to different people. It's almost like you're working for yourself, even though you're working, could be working for someone else, right? So that looks different to different people, yeah. right? Love that. I really okay. do think it does. Yes. I think so too. I, because I, I'm an entrepreneur myself and and but I've always had that mindset, even when I worked in corporate America, that I worked for myself. And so it always kept me motivated. But I have this problem because you describe yourself as reco a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Um yes. hands up. I can relate to that so well. And I think as women, we <laughs> right struggle here. with that a little bit more. Okay. What do you mean by that, especially in the business world? What does that mean to you? 
You know, I say recovering and with that, it still shows up here and there where it shows up is you cannot get off the yes train. Everything Mm. that comes your way, you are saying yes to. And sometimes it's out of FOMO. You don't want to miss out, fear of missing out. But a lot of times it's that you do not want to disappoint somebody. And so you don't want to say no because they're going to look at you as more difficult or uh, letting them down, or you don't want to miss an opportunity, whatever it might be. And the more yeses you say to you, the more you say yes, you become so overwhelmed with everything mm. coming your way that nothing gets your full attention. I have this motto in my business that less is more. I really yes. do believe that. So I have to be so careful about what I say yes to and what I say no to, because when you say yes to something, something else is not going to get done. It's just like the law of the world kind of thing. Yeah. And so you have to be so careful. But the more I stepped away from people pleasing and really just asked myself, what do I want? What do I need? How do I want to serve? I became a more confident entrepreneur. And I think that part's the most important. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because a lot of times when things are coming your way, and, and I have this problem too, Amy, I, I really, I want to do everything, not just for everybody. But like you said, that fear of missing out, what if this is the next thing that's going to get me to the next level? And so what do, how do you determine what to say yes to? Because I think it's scary, especially for an entry-level entrepreneur to say, um, how can I turn down this business or how can I turn on this opportunity? So what do you, how do you say, how do you determine what you say yes to? Well, in the beginning, I'll let all my new time entrepreneurs off the hook a little bit. You say yes more than you say no in that first year. And the reason for that is you don't know what works, what you like, what you're good at. And you've got to experiment a lot in that first year. So a lot of doors will start to open if you start putting yourself out there. And so saying yes more than you say no that first year, I get it. But then you have to cut that off. And that's where most of us, including me, get in trouble because we don't know how to cut that off. Because once you get into that second, third year and you start making money, you have to ask yourself, what is my core offer? What do I want to put out into the world? How do I want to make money? And when you get really clear on how you want to make money, everything else has to become a lesser priority in terms of Mm. going to that event, masterminding here, networking there, getting on this call or that call. If it's not going to help you sell your core offer, then it's going to deter you from making money. So I think getting clear on what you sell and how you offer value, that has to be your priority. Mm, I love that because it's so tangible. What you just said was so, you know, we talk sometimes in these big idea and these big visionary parts of entrepreneurship, but I love it because you really break it down into some bite-sized instructional ways to really level up our businesses. I love when you say all you need is a 10% edge. Tell me what, (laughs) I thought this was super, super cool. Um, What is the 10% edge that you're talking about? Because a lot of us entrepreneurs, some of us feel like a a little imposter syndrome sometimes and feel like Mm -hmm. we're, you know, an expert without any experience. What do you mean by the 10%? So this one applies to everyone, but I see it being especially helpful to women um, because mm. we kind of think a little bit differently than the gentlemen. Here it is. When you go out to teach something, to uh, sell anything, to put your expertise and knowledge out there, 
All you need is a 10% edge, which means you need to be 10% ahead of those that you are going to serve. What that doesn't mean is you don't need more certifications, more time, more training, more education, whatever it might be. You already Mm. are an expert in whatever it is you want to do. And so you just need to be a few steps ahead so you can say, follow me, I'll show you the way. But you don't need to be the end all, all knowing, be all kind of person because that's what stops people. You don't need to be the guru because Mm -mm. that's what stops people in their tracks. They think I need more time. I'm going to do this when I've done it longer or whatever it might be. A lot of my students, I teach them how to create digital courses. Like they take their knowledge and they put it into a digital course and they launch it. And many of them have great success by they were their only success story. Like, let me give you an example. One Mm, of the women in my audience, she, um, she created uh, caramel candy apples. So she lives in LA. She's a single mom of three. She started to make these caramel candy apples and started to sell them online and people loved them. So then Mm. she created a digital course teaching how to make these caramel candy apples. She didn't have 10 years behind her doing this. She wasn't the best of the best doing it, but she was willing to teach other people because she was good at it. She made $30,000 the first time she launched this program. And I can promise promise you, she just had a 10% edge. The caramel that she used, she bought it in a store. She just told people what (laughs) store to go buy it in. Like that's the kind of stuff you got to get scrappy. A scrappy mentality gets you going. You have to have that confidence. And I I love what you say that courage and confidence go hand in hand. Like talk about your philosophy around that because I believe we're in a crisis of confidence. I believe people are in this constant comparison mode and and thinking, we always think less of ourselves. I mean, we don't even need haters, girl. We hate on our own selves so much that it just stops us in our tracks. So tell Uh, me what your relationship between courage and confidence is, girl. So to... To echo what you just said, I too have struggled with, I'm not enough. I I don't deserve this success. I'm not enough. It's going to get taken away. Who am I to be doing this? I mean, I'm 14 years in. And when I launched this book, all of those feelings, because I'd never done it before, came flooding back in. And so, yeah. So I think no matter where you are in your journey, that imposter syndrome will pop up. Now, the the longer you're at it and the more success you have, you can kind of squash it faster, but it's always going to be there. So for my first time entrepreneurs, don't try to wish it away. It's always going to be there. We just need to get better at taking care of it. Now, in the first steps, it takes courage to do what you're going to do, not confidence. Confidence comes when you start to to get going and you have a little track record and you're seeing things come together. So you're feeling a little bit better about, okay, this is going to work when you're still in a nine to five job and you're going to leave and start your own thing. You don't have a wow. proven track record. It's going to take all the courage you have to do it. And we all have courage inside of us. And so if you have a, a, a higher power of faith, you believe in the universe, God, whatever it might be, I say tap into whatever that might be, because we're going to need some courage to get out the door and get going. Confidence comes later. So I say that to say, don't wait for the confidence. If you're talking to a girlfriend saying, I really want to start this online business, but I'm waiting to feel more confident. It's never coming. It's courage <laughs> to get you out the door. Well, how did you find your courage, Amy? I think I think people connect with you in your business and on your podcast in particular because you're very transparent and very authentic 
in what you are speaking and teaching about. So where did you feel, where did you find the courage to really step out and say, you know what, you know, this is why I want to leave. This is why I want to be my own boss. So when I was still in my nine to five job, I had just gotten married. And so I was newly married and never saw my husband because I was on the road a lot. When I worked for Tony Robbins, I did marketing for the events. So I just was traveling everywhere and I started to become unhappy and resentful of my situation. And so I had all those feelings kind of bubbling up. But then that's when I started to say, okay, well, what do I want then? If this isn't making me happy, I'm getting paid well. I work for Tony Robbins. Are you kidding me? How cool is that? Most motivating person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing. And so I call that the golden handcuffs because I actually had a really great Mm -hmm. job, but I wanted something different. Um, Not only the freedom, but I wanted to be home with my husband more. And I also wanted to make more money, to be quite honest. I got paid really well, but I started to see people making millions online. And I'm like, wait a second. So I started to have all these desires. And where I got the courage is I listen to like, what do I want? I don't think we ask ourselves enough, what do I want? Because we're kind of afraid what the answer might be. I wanted more money. Mm. I wanted autonomy. I wanted freedom. And so again, coming back to my why, my why gave me the courage to leave. I was very clear that what I had was not what I wanted. Life's too short. And I also, there's this tiny piece of me that thought, if they can do it, Amy, so can, can you. Can do it. And yeah. we, right, we all have that little voice we don't want to admit because we all feel very insecure at times, but we kind of think we're badasses at times. Like, you know, I see all these guys doing this. If they can do it, so can I. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you said something that really it touched my soul because you were saying how, you know, you wanted more and you knew you could do more, but why do we at times, Amy, feel guilty about wanting more? That to me, that's the number one thing that I see this, this thread going through a lot of women, especially in business, that you almost feel like guilty or shameful for wanting to be better, bigger, and, and wanting more. Wonder what that is. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should call a psychologist. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what has your experience been? Uh, we need a therapist because it, it, it comes do. up for me as well. Like, me too. I get me too. it. I, you know, to this day, there's still moments that I think I don't deserve it. Let me tell you a quick story. When I yeah. first went out on my own, it was in my first year, or actually, I think it was my second year. And I did a, a launch of a program and I made $30,000 in like a week. And that's a that's lot insane. of money. That's fantastic. Right. right. Yeah. In one week. And I remember being so proud of myself for figuring that out for about five minutes. And then the next thought was, I don't deserve this. This happened too fast. It's going to be taken away. Something bad is going to happen. And here's where it gets really wild. That night, my sweet stepson was five years old and he fell down and cracked his head on the tile. And in my mind, I thought, this is what I get. I, you know, I, I, I made all this money. Yeah. I don't deserve it. So something bad's going to happen. The other shoe's going to drop. I, Come when on, I Amy. say it, I sound insane, but it, no, it was you don't. very real. Very real for so me. So many people feel that way. Okay, continue. I'm just sitting here going, preach. Yeah, go it, ahead. No, it was such a big thing. So that moment happened and it didn't feel good. Like after I had mm-hmm. had the biggest success so far, it didn't feel good. And in that moment, I thought, I need to do some work on myself because mm-hmm. I can't 
this is not going to continue on the up if I don't think I deserve to make good money and be yes. successful. So I started yes. to do some work like, why do I think I don't deserve this? And so I had to do a lot of journaling. I did some therapy, but more so than that, I started to feed my brain or my mind with inspiration. And so like listening to the podcast, Brene Brown and, and Oprah and anyone who would like breathe life into me. I started reading the self-help books. I am a big proponent of personal growth and having to invest in yourself because the greatest thing about entrepreneurship, you will grow personally if you stick with it and you give it your all. You will become a better person if you really care to grow as an entrepreneur. Skip the meal prep this summer with Factors Ready to Eat Meals and enjoy all these warmer and sunnier days, y'all. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month while the subscription is active. I love my Factor Meals and I've started hiding them from my family because they love the weekly menu of 35 options and the more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, even snacks and beverages. I'm telling you, they've got everything to help you feel good about what you're eating all day long. Y'all, they're delicious. They're high quality, chef prepared, absolutely never frozen. And they're on the table in less than two minutes. Factor meals eliminate all the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Y'all, I don't have time for all of that. All you do is simply heat it up and savor the good stuff. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month. That's code Kim50 at factormeals.com slash Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus an extra 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hopefully you won't have to hide your factor meals like I do because they're that good. Maybe you will. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will tell you, Amy, for, from from my you know journey as being an entrepreneur and having success, thank God. Um, I will tell you, without self awareness for me personally, I, I mean, I I can't tell you how you're just feeding my soul right now because success and self awareness, in my opinion, are hand go hand in hand. If your business Amen. is growing faster than you are as an individual, it will not sustain. Yes. To me, that, to me, don't you think that's a nugget? Don't you think that's a starting point to really say, you know, work hard on your, on your company, but work hard on, on this company, on who you are, right? Yes. Amen. You know, I recently, I, I launched this book for five months and I literally put my blood, sweat and tears into this. I've never worked harder in my entire life. I bought it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, friend. But when the book finally came out and it was like two weeks after I crashed hard, like I experienced Mm. burnout and I think there's always seasons that we're going to experience burnout. And I looked back and I thought, what just happened? And 
I think, you know, putting everything into something and not taking care of myself. So my, my workouts fell to the side. Um, eating clean on a regular basis, not so much. Getting enough right. rest, not as much as I was eating. I literally uh, put myself to the side and went sure. full bore at this whole thing. And that's the thing. I hate that I have to admit 14 years in, I still go back to those bad habits sometimes. But Who then all, all I needed to do was say, let's realign. Let's get back. And I was able to jump back into taking care of myself fairly quickly. 10 years ago, I wouldn't have even noticed it. But now it's very clear. Oh, I'm out of alignment here. So I yeah. really do think one way nicer to ourselves. We have to give ourselves grace through this experience. And there will be seasons of winning and seasons of burnout. That is normal. It's how you recalibrate and come back to yourself. Well, and and that's the balance, right? How do you, like personally, Amy, the woman sitting here, find balance? Because there's a lot of women that look up to you, Amy, and I'm one of them. There's a lot of women out there who, who really, you know, admire what you've accomplished clearly and it's it, it's a lot how do you find that because you're a mom you're you're a wife you know and you're an entrepreneur how do you find that balance girl i love this question because number 1 i do surround myself with people that will support my my dream even when i'm not totally on and so this is for for mm. my new entrepreneurs this takes time but finding value in hiring good people as you start making money, it's something that most of us wait way too long to do. So now I look around and I have this beautiful team that is here to support me. But I waited, I my first full-time hire was seven years ago. That means I waited seven years to actually yeah. have a full-time hire in my business. I should have done that way earlier than I did. So that's one thing, getting some support around you. Even if your first hire is a virtual assistant, it's it's something to aspire to. The other thing is I have to ask myself, what am I, without my business, what am I? And this is a scary Mm. question for like an achiever like like us. Right, like strip down my title, my work, my entrepreneurship, um, my accolades. What am I? And at the end of the day, what I value most is being um, a, a wife to Hobie and a stepmom to Cade. That if without them, I don't want any of this. Like you right. take my what's the point family away? What's the point, right? And so, luckily, I have a good relationship with my husband Hobie, who will literally call me out and say like. Uh, babe, I haven't seen you in three days. Like you are so checked out. This is not okay. And we make commitments. Like he likes, oh God, this kills me. My husband, <laughs> uh, you know, that book, um, love languages. Yes, he is quality language, time. I, oh, I gosh. am not. He is quality ah! time. I am acts of service. Like, take out the trash and you're the sexiest man alive. Yeah, you're hot, baby. Clean out the fridge and you're getting some. Yeah. Come on. Amen. But he wants me to sit with him every morning for 30 minutes and drink coffee and talk. I know. God bless him. I know. And I'm so lucky to have a husband who wants to spend quality time with me, but it's definitely a struggle. And, and, but at the end of the day, I think I love that man fiercely. If he needs 30 sure. minutes with me, let's give it, to, give him. it to him. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding like where Hobie and I stand in our marriage is really important. I come from a divorced family and I never, ever want to have to do yeah. that. And so, um, yeah, getting my priorities straight really helps me, uh, make sure I have some balance in my life. 
Well, and anybody named Hobie, I'm down like four flat tires with. I mean, that's the best name on the planet. And he has the so sexiest I, beard ever. Keep him, I love girl. The beard. Keep Beards him. Are sexy. Like Beards you. are sexy. Beards are sexy. Zach and his beard. <laughs> yeah, I'd keep him. Okay, so balance is so hard, y'all, for, for women especially. I mean, it's one of those things where we, we can't really have it all, but we do it all. You know, it's one of those things. Okay, I have a, a, one of the most powerful ideas in your book that I thought was so interesting I want to share with our audience is the capacity for zero. Can you yes. explain that? I think it is huge what you say about this. Okay, so this is a concept that came about as I was promoting the book and talking about it more. Um, I started to talk about this idea that you have to be willing to start from scratch. And what I mean by that is not just zero social media followers or zero people on your newsletter or whatever, or zero dollars in your bank account. That all is very true when you're just starting out, but also you have to be willing to be a beginner or an amateur, no longer a pro. So a lot of us achievers, when we're in our nine to five job, we're really good at it. Like I was kicking butt in my nine to five job. I'd been there a long time. I had a lot of clout. I was a big deal within my little network there. I go out on my own. No one knows me. I don't have a social media presence and I'm really a nobody out there in the world wide web. Like I had to be okay. Okay, was stripping down the clout, stripping down what I knew and kind of being a beginner, not kind of, but actually being a beginner. The higher your capacity for zero, your willingness to start over, to be a beginner, the higher that is, the more success you'll have more quickly because you're going to be willing to put yourself out there. You're not going to worry about what everyone thinks. It's okay if they see you as a beginner because you know you're going places. So it just strengthen that muscle and say, it's okay that my coworkers, here's one of the reasons a lot of people don't get started. They're worried about their friends or coworkers or ex-coworkers are going to think when they start posting online. Like, who are you to be doing that? We're so afraid what other people will think because our capacity for zero is not strong enough yet. Mm. And so the higher you make that capacity for zero, the more willing you are to put yourself out there no matter what. But a lot of people out there want this but they can't find the motivation. What is your advice to someone sitting here, just as girlfriend to girlfriend, just talking straight back and forth? How do you find the motivation to, to take that step? So if you're thinking, okay, you're in your nine to five job, you're not happy, you're not getting paid enough, and you really want to do your own thing. And you even have an idea, let's say, like the caramel candy Mm -hmm. apples. Like she had an idea of what she wanted to do. I know it's such a good one. So the motivation. I was going to say, now I'm hungry, Amy. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I know, like, right? And they're so delicious. She sent me a few and, and I didn't <laughs> I'm going, share I'm going to go figure who, so I'm going to go find them and order them. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I got to show you because she's so good. But the motivation comes from getting, okay, so going back to a little bit about what we talked about, getting clear about what you want and what you don't want is really sure. important. And going back to that why, why do you want it? Why is it important to you? But also some of that motivation could come from you confiding in a few people and asking them to keep you accountable. So in the book, I talk about only telling three people about your dream before you leave Mm -hmm. your nine to five job. And the reason I say three people is because the more people you tell, the more people will tell you why it won't work because they're not doing it. And so if they're too afraid to do it, they're going to tell you all the reasons you shouldn't. But you do need to tell 
a few core people. Like I told my mom, she thinks I could land on an unidentified planet and like be a superstar. So she believes in me, my best friend, and then my husband. Those are the only people that knew I was planning to leave my job in six months. And I asked them, when I tell you that maybe I won't do it, I need you to come back with me and encourage Mm. me to keep going because I am scared to do this. So finding people around you that will encourage you is so important. And then another thing I did that helped me stay motivated is I actually got into a mastermind with other entrepreneurial women pretty early on in my journey. And so so that I could be surrounded by people doing bigger things than me that would inspire me. That's another thing. You need to go full immersion, clean up your social media, only follow people that are inspiring you, follow other business owners, other people that are doing big things, because we need to flood our brain with proof that this can actually work. Well, Amy, you are the proof. I mean, everybody listening to this, you've got to go get the book. You've got to start downloading her podcast weekly. You have got to take her course. Amy is the real deal Holyfield. (laughs) And she is, I'm telling you, you are truly an expert because of all this experience that you have, Amy. Okay, so before I let you go, I do something every single podcast. I do a rapid fire questions. I just ask you things. Don't think about it, girl. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Rapid fire questions. All right, I'm ready. I see you're settling in. You're going, all right, girl. I'm ready. I'm really bad at this, but I'm going to do it. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're brilliant. You're brilliant. Okay, Okay. here we go. Um, What is your biggest deal breaker in a relationship? Ooh, somebody Mm. that uh, deal break, like in a uh, romantic relationship? Either, anybody, friendship, a business, anything. Someone who doesn't have compassion, they're out. They can't understand somebody else. Out. You're out. Oh, that's such a good one too. You know, we got to realize we're like, there's, there's, it's a bigger world than just what we think and feel. Yes. Okay. Favorite pizza topping? Oh, pineapple. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I love pineapple. You do? Oh I thought gosh. you were going to make fun of me. People hate it. Oh, I love Hawaiian pizza, the Canadian yes. bacon and pineapple. I found my people. Oh, girl, I'm going to have that for dinner. Oh, my God, just had cold chills. <laughs> we're best friends. We are so best friends. Okay. I love it. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Um, what's the ideal way to spend 30 minutes of downtime for you? Ooh, 30 minutes of downtime would be um, on my couch with my dog, Scout, snuggling. I know it's so cheesy, but what I kind of love dog? my dog. Love him. What's your pup? What's your pup? What kind of His pup His name is have? Scout, and he's a Labradoodle, and he's oh. magic. I just love him. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Labradoodles are wonderful. So sweet. They're beautiful. Okay. They're very soft. My sister has a Labradoodle. Okay. What is something you think everyone should try at least once? Ooh, I think everyone should try. Okay, this is so weird. It's a new thing I love. Cryotherapy. Have you done cryotherapy? It's when you go into this thing and it's freezing cold for three minutes and you stand there like literally freezing and then you walk out. Here's why. I struggle with anxiety and depression and I swear three minutes in that little chamber, I get out and it's like a zap of new energy and a new vibe. So cryotherapy, I think everyone should try it once. So, Amy, is it the same thing? Is that 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 cold ice water bath stuff? Same idea. Yes, yes. I haven't done that yet. One, I don't like to be in a bathing suit. <laughs> Two, um, I, that looks way scary for me. I don't know if I could do it. But cryo is a little easier. Do you take cold? Sh- can you just take a cold shower? Yes, is but that, that like- feels really hard too. Cryo is easier yeah. even than a cold shower. 
I'm going to okay. try that. I've heard it, you know, so good. I, to be, I'm so like, I've had three hot flashes just sitting here talking to you. So Same I could girl. probably use Same. a little cry there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like drenched right now. No, no joke. I'm really, no, I'm serious. I'm, my, my pits are sweating. We're there. It's on. Okay. Here we go. Biggest marketing fail. Ooh, one time I spent $20,000 to a woman that I thought was going to create all these surveys for me. She never created anything. And I spent it because it was right before tax season and people are like, spend your money to save money. The stupidest <laughs> advice ever. $20,000 I will never get back. <laughs> it was very early on in my career and I'm still bitter about it. Oh, look, yeah. I mean, you, you got to be careful. The bait and switch out there is strong. Okay. Favorite thing to binge on streaming or TV? Ooh. Okay. So I love any Sex in the City reruns. I don't Come love on. the new one as much, but I'm going to watch every single one of them. Every Me single too. one. So you, it's worth the fashion. Right? I can't. Yeah. It is. It is. And then this one's a new one. It's like I'm a teeny bopper. Emily in Paris. I freaking oh love it. God, I think love it's Emily. so good. Oh, uh, girl, we it's are, good. are we, are we, we related? We are the same. I'm serious. We are, we the are same. related. Isn't it? Emily in Paris, the music, the soundtrack, the visuals, the clothes. Yeah. The clothes. Yes. I just watch it for all of that. I mean, Zach, are you watching Emily in Paris? I am not He's watching so Emily in Paris. I'm missing out. I'm okay with that. Hobie would never. for me. <laughs> I get it. I get it, Zach. You know, every time I watch I watch Emily in Paris, I just want to have a, a hunk of cheese and bread. I don't know. There's something about Paris. And some wine. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I forgot the wine. French. Here we go. I I'm not a big drinker, but give me something to eat, honey, and I'm down like four flat tires. Okay, Amen. here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Kim, real quick. Do you eat French what? cheese? Are you a French cheese? I don't picture you as a French cheese person. I think my blood is part cheese. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I love cheese. Love There's it. nothing like a soft cheese okay. and a mm. warm bread. Ooh, yes. Okay, y'all, we're going off track here. Here we go. Favorite junk food. <laughs> oh, favorite junk food. Okay, I like anything sour gummies. I love sour gummies. Ooh, okay, so yeah. you're, you're a salty. You're a salty or a sour. You're not a sweet. No, I'm so, so sweet, but the, the sour gets me too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the yeah, sour you're like gummy's me. sweet. Yeah, I'm into it. They're sweet and, I love and sweet and yeah, sour. They're yeah. kind of sweet and salty. Okay. If you could instantly learn anything, what would it be? Ooh, okay. So I wish I was a really good singer. If I could instantly learn how to be a great singer, I'm terrible. And people tend to like my voice on my podcast. And they I I hear it maybe once a week. You must be a great singer. And my husband will be like, No, no, she's not. He will tell you all the time. And I'm like, you can just shut up. But yeah, he truly, I I he truly keeps you grounded and keeps it real with you then. He's truly really that accountability. <laughs> I love it. Very true. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, okay. Okay. So I always get his, I'm really bad with actors' names, but you know the guy on Walking Dead that had the big uh, club thing? What's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he, yeah, very he's sexy. hot. Very sexy. And Jason Momoa. I like the big boys. Ooh. <laughs> Jason Momoa is so hot. I'm, I've watched Aquaman like 14 times just to see him come out of that water, girl. Amen. Agree. And the tattoos and everything. everything. I love it. I love it. Okay, one last question, Amy, and I'll let you go. What, if there's any one thing that you could tell your former younger self, what would it be? Oh, I would tell her, let it be easy. Just let it be mm. easy. I tend to make things very difficult, especially in my head. 
So let it be easy and be kinder to yourself. Those would be the lessons I'd tell my younger self. Oh, girl, I just love you. Y'all, this is Amy Porterfield. Get her book. Go get her book, Two Weeks Notice, New York Times bestseller, online marketing made easy podcast. Amy, I adore you. You are phenomenal and you're doing a good work, my friend. Thank you for being you. God has blessed you and you're rocking it. Thank you for having me. All right, Zach, Amy Porterfield is the real deal. I loved her. And all the things she was saying is things that, you know, it's sometimes we just need to be reminded of, right? I'm such a huge fan of hers. I think she's so impressive. I just, I love her so much. She's out there killing it and she's doing it. And she started from nothing. I love that capacity to zero because I think everybody thinks we got to clean up, fix up, know everything and have it all together before we take that first step. And she's like, look, just take the step and 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 everything else will follow. And it's so true. There's so many people, Zach, that are probably listening to this thinking, I'd love to start my own business or I would love to, you know, do something different than what I'm doing. And, and honestly, you just have to have, like she said, the courage to do it. It, yes. it takes a lot of courage to step out. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said it best. I think a few episodes ago, you said something like, you just have to do it scared. Do it afraid. And like, do it afraid. That was it. That was it. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. And that's totally true. Because you know what? Can I say something about fear? Some And I just it just hit me. So somebody needs to hear this. But Fear is fleeting. The thing about Mm. fear is it's a rush of emotion. And then if you give attention to it, that's when it starts to stay around. But normally fear, it comes in. And like Amy said, if you feed yourself with the information, with the tools, with the affirmation that that, that speaks to that fear, it will leave. Okay? But faith Mm. remains. Faith Mm. is constant and steady if you feed it, right? Yeah. So is fear if you feed it. So what you feed grows. So make sure that you are feeding your faith and not that fear. Because fear, we're going to have it. It's going to happen. It's going to rush in. But then if you don't feed it, 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 it will go. I thought another great thing that she that we talked about was like when we were talking about that self-sabotage when she was saying when she mm. had made that $30,000 and then yeah. her stepson hurt his head and then she was saying, well, that's what happens. When he, the, the thing about not being worthy enough to, to have success, that's a biggie. Yeah. Have you ever felt that way? I was just going to say, I think that that's like, that's one of those mental blocks right? Is like, why? Yeah. Why do I deserve this? Like, why am I good enough for this? Why could I make the million, multi-million dollar, whatever it is, course or whatever it is, right? Like it, it doesn't feel yeah. like that's, it doesn't feel like it's for me. Can, can I say something? And this might yeah. be, a, this might step on some toes. It's not, we don't deserve it. We what don't do deserve it. When you have a spirit of like, I deserve, that's a little bit of entitlement. We don't deserve all the success. But if you have faith and move in what God has for you, 
he will gift it and grace it to you. Like, I, hmm. I don't ever walk around going, I deserve this. I've worked hard. Yes, you work hard. That's the, big, that's the big thing that trips us up. I'm telling you, because inside we think we don't deserve it. We, we really don't. It's all a gift. It's all grace. It's all a blessing. And so when you look at things from a lens of gratitude, okay, instead of I deserve or, or for a lot of us, I don't deserve, take that word, take that out of your vocabulary and put it over here and replace it with I'm grateful, for the gifts and the blessings that I have on my life. When you start speaking that language, you will be surprised how many opportunities and moments and money and blessings. And I'm not saying name it and claim it here, but I'm saying it's a mental outlook. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Zach? Do you know that what I'm saying? That does make sense to me. I get what you're saying. I just, it's, that's a process. It's going to take a while to get there. We complicate it. We're trying to deserve and earn and hustle. And it's so easy. Oh, Kim, you're always like turning the stuff up on its head. Like you're always doing it. And then I think I see it one way. And then I come out of this and I'm like, oh, it's totally the opposite. But, but you know what I'm saying? And that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. We complicate it. Mm. Okay. There's an ease to success. There's effort that you have to put in. See, that's a positive word. Yeah. There is an easiness to success. There's not a formula, but there is success for you in your life. I promise you, if you've got the courage and the confidence to see it through. All right, y'all. Till next week. I'm Kim. I'm Zach. And we love you so much. We love you. Bye. I'm going to forget. I'm going to take a sip of water. Take a sip of water. Hey, y'all. Oh, Kim Gravel here. I don't think I need it. Sorry. I'm just going to do it. I was going to say, I didn't it. give it to you. Are you really going to do don't it? Don't give it You're to gonna me. Without the th I'm going to do it. All right. All right. Press all play. Right, all right. I, was, Press I was like, oh, it's like. Press play. Hit stop in the camera. The Kim Grabell Show is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant, the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden and Sarah Noto. Our cover art is designed by Sanaz at Mamarian Creative and Mike Kligerman edits the show. And a special thanks to the team at QVC. Head over to thekimgravelshow.com and sign up for our mailing list. Again, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening, and we love you.